Welcome to Stage Mom Podcast, a podcast for breakthrough bands and artists. Today we have Corvallis. Corvallis is a post-rock band out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. I sat down with Matt, the creator of Corvallis, and I really, really enjoyed it. This guy is on quite the journey. Living all over the United States, he has had some incredible experiences that most of you bands would love to have while living in Nashville. Deciding a year ago to settle down in Port St. Lucie near family with his wife and children, he's now focusing on his album, which should be out in July, and playing gigs wherever he can. Don't let this one pass you by. Make sure you go follow him right away so you can check him out when he is playing near you. Corvallis? Corvallis, Corvallis, yep. So Corvallis is a city in Oregon that I was born in. So I had been using that for a while um, before, like, putting stuff out and all that. But I I didn't, like, trademark it or anything like that. I was just sort of putting stuff out before Spotify. And so once... I wanted to put stuff on Spotify. There were a couple other like Corvallis's on there, so yeah, I was I thought it was like super unique and like a cool name, and so I added a little underscore to Corvallis. So I've got that on Instagram and Spotify and stuff like that. And my idea was it's super nerdy, but <laughs> the idea was um, kind of like encoding when you have like a header and then like a subheader, basically like a. Um, you know, a description or a version of something larger. I kind of thought of Corvallis as like the idea of if I want to do other music things, I can do this is the Corvallis project or this is the oh, underscore yeah, something else. So, yeah, I kind of try to make it work. Yes, I was uh, born there and then moved to Boise, Idaho when I was six and then lived there for a while. Went to school in Colorado, then Ohio, then lived in Nashville for 10 years and then moved down here. Okay. What brought you down here? Uh, my wife and her family is from here. So they're, she was born and raised in the Port St. Lucie area, and um, I met her in college in Colorado. So did she go over to Nashville with you? And then yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. So we met in Colorado, and then we transferred schools to Ohio together, and then moved down to Nashville to do the music thing down there. And then um, eventually, once we had a couple of kids, we started moving down here. So Does your wife do music? No, she doesn't. She's uh she's an accountant. She she enjoys music and like she enjoys uh seeing shows and uh listening to music and stuff like that, but she's never played an instrument or anything like that. I have two. I have a four year old boy and a eighteen month year old daughter, so yeah, they're a blast. Oh, it's it's incredible. I had no idea that that was um, like something that was in me. Like it was just, it was like a switch. Like yeah. all of a sudden you have a kid and it kind of looks like you and kind of looks like your significant other. Like, and it's just, you see like yourself in them, you see your partner in them. Like it's, it's an incredible experience. And like, you just instantly have that like parental love that I think my parents talked about all the time, just like I would, you know, jump in front of a train for you. And I was like, as soon as I saw them, I'm like, yep, I barely know you. And yeah, I'd do that. It's incredible. My husband, it was so funny when I was pregnant. Um, I have a 20 year old and a 10 year old. Mm-hmm. When I was pregnant with the 10 year old, my, the 20 year olds from a previous marriage, mm-hmm. but my, my husband was like obsessed with our dog. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know, I can't imagine loving anything more than I love Sammy. And mom <laughs> always told him. Yeah. So, bawling his eyes out. Whole <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you forget about someone? Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What type of music are you doing? Someone had never heard of you. What do they expect from you? So that's something I've always had a hard time kind of like putting my finger on because I listened to so much music growing up and played lots of different kinds of music. Um, 
I mean, I grew up during like the MySpace era with oh like with like all the with like all the emo stuff, and so I've got that. And then I've also been super into like soundtrack kind of stuff, like uh, you know Danny Elfman kind of stuff. Um, and so I've kind of throughout the years I've always been drawn to like post rock stuff. So instrumental stuff like you know Explosions in the Sky or This Will Destroy You or Caspian or any of those guys. And so. When I moved down here, um, I was playing a few bands in Nashville, and then every one of them sort of slowly dropped off the map. Like, everybody's getting older, everybody's got families, like, nobody wants to, like, take the time to practice and play shows and that time commitment and stuff. And so when I got down here, I was like, I don't know any musicians down here. I don't know what the music scene is. So I'm just going to try and challenge myself to record an album myself. And so... What I did was I used friends that I had played with over the years of, you know, I had a drummer in Ohio that I had played with and a drummer in Nashville. And so I just sort of wrote some, like, basic demos and songs like that and sent them over, and then they would send me their drums back, and then I would add bass and more guitar stuff. And then I actually used um, GarageBand on my phone for all the synth stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's just been kind of like just flying by the seat of my pants seeing what inspiration comes out so yeah it's just kind of instrumental post-rock but it's a little heavier than most post-rock but it's not and it's not as ambient as right. some other stuff so it's kind of somewhere in the middle okay yeah um so while you were talking i noticed i didn't have my microphone on, oh no <laughs> but i talk loud enough so i'm hoping that your mic picked up everything i was yeah, saying. yeah. If not you know i always have those stupid transcripts i was just complaining about yeah, exactly <laughs> Um, okay, so anyhow, so you've lived many different places. Mm -hmm. Has your style and music changed according to where you live? Kind of. Um, I think in Ohio, we were, um, it was just kind of like Foo Fighters-esque kind okay. of music. And then we got to Nashville when you're around all of like the country music and all of like the different iterations of country music. It kind of translated to... Um, Everything's just got kind of a tinge of country to it. Um, and so it kind of evolved where I sort of uh, learned how to play that style, learned how to kind of pack that away. And then when I was doing my own stuff, it was nice having kind of the freedom down here in Florida where when I started going to shows and hearing people, it was like there were no genre rules down yeah. here. No, there's not. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely like genre rules in Nashville that's very yeah. much like singer-songwriter, mm -hmm. like straightforward stuff. There's bands like kings of leon that have come from nashville yeah. but like got their break over in london and stuff like that and so trying to um trying to sort of find my place in nashville was tough with yeah. musically um i'd always played with people but never done my own thing and so coming down here i was like if there's no rules i need to like try and do something mm -hmm. with this music down here right so, right yeah yeah there really isn't and everybody really like i've noticed that they all support each other so oh, much. It's amazing. It's like I'm doing an event in two weeks. We've got very, very heavy new metal. Mm -hmm. I've got folk. Yeah. I've got Latin. Mm -hmm. I've got almost like a Rage Against the Machine type of like yeah, yeah. so many different genres. And I guarantee everybody's going to be there to support each other. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Just, I love seeing it. So, um, okay. Who do you feel is like your biggest inspiration for what you're putting out? Um, I would say, so I, like, a few months ago, I hadn't really, like, listened to shoegaze before, mm -hmm. and so a few months ago, I started listening to more, like, shoegaze, um, I actually recently went to a show up in Orlando with Thrice and a band called Holy Fawn okay. up there, they're, like, super heavy shoegaze, and I realized that, I feel like I was playing this music without realizing I was doing it, I was right. just, like, to me, it was you know, this collection of different ideas I had. Um, and then to hear that, I was like, oh, I think it actually kind of fits in this genre of music. Um, you know, I just really like anything that uh, is, like, develops emotion. Mm -hmm. And especially with instrumental music, trying to sort of paint a picture of, um, you know, taking someone who's listening to the song kind of on a journey of, right. you know, we're low here and then we're high here. And right. then you kind of build and drop stuff out. Um, trying to just sort of create music that inspires other things as well. So if there's, you know, if people have like a cool, like 
ambient video they're trying to make, like this would be a cool soundtrack for right. it. Or um, if somebody's like on a road trip or wants to, you know, just sort of like turn their headphones at full volume on an airplane or something mm -hmm. like that. Like I want it to sort of capture whatever moment people enter, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So you have, you said nine of 10 songs out? Is that yes. Okay. I, uh, I got the mastering done, uh, yesterday at Raincat. Awesome. Um, up in Port St. Lucie and, um, we got three of them done. And so there were just a couple changes I needed to make to one of them. And we were getting some weird noises and certain frequencies. Mm -hmm. And so I've been kind of sending them back and forth with Jeff. Right. Like since I'm, <clears throat> since I'm new at mixing and recording and stuff like that, I'm like, Hey, is this work yeah. or does this like, do I need to change something? And he's been super helpful about like helping me out with, um, you know, knowing where to pull stuff from right. or like bring stuff up or down or anything like that. So right. It's been awesome. So, all right. Where do you do your recordings? Do you go to a studio? Or do you do yourself at home? It's all, it's all myself at home. Nice. So I got a, uh, it's like a line six pod go is what's was what okay. it's called, which has all your pedals and amps in it. And so I don't have to worry about different microphones right. and micing an amp and I can do it while my kids are sleeping right. or like while my wife's working right next to me or anything like that. And so. especially as an accountant, I'm sure she has to concentrate. Oh yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> definitely times I've been kicked out. Like I can't, sure. I, I can't, I can't listen to your strings anymore. I know it sounds good in your headphones, but I, I can't listen to that anymore. <laughs> That's so funny. Sounds good in your head. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. But when you got to Florida, like, how did you seek out like everybody that you needed to do what you needed to do? Did you just go to like the bars, find different bands, meet mm -hmm. different people that way? Yeah. Okay. So I started off by doing, uh, open mic stuff at Terra Formata down in Stewart. Okay. And then, um, for the past few years, we've been coming down every Christmas and there's this amazing coffee shop in Stewart called Roasted Record. Okay. Um, really great people there, like really good, like, people that come in there and stuff like that. And so um, they started doing an open mic night. Um, there's a band called Sandman Sleeps up there that uh, Chris and Alex are the ones that put that on. And so that just became like a really good, I mean, as soon as they put out the sign up sheet, like it's, it's completely full. Right. Like everybody wants to play. Everyone wants to like listen to each other. And so doing that, I was able to find other musicians. I actually started playing with, um, a guy named Mike Botley in a band called Mango Salesman. Oh, wow. uh, doing like bass stuff for him. Mango Salesman, I love that name. <laughs> it's always oh, it perfect, and it was something that he had had throughout the years, and right. like eventually uh, when he started playing music, and so we started doing shows together. And initially, I wanted Corvallis just to be kind of like a digital only project, right. where it's like, hey, I'm using musicians from all across the country. Like this is sort of its special place. And then doing shows with him, it was like. He was getting gigged all the time, mm -hmm. and like all these bands were super supportive of each other. Way different than in Nashville, yeah, where everybody used to that. Yeah, where everybody sort of everybody you're playing to is a better musician than you. Everybody just sort of like stands there and watches. There's no like feedback, and, right? And so playing with him, I was like, I kind of want to see what this looks like as a in a band format. And so talked to Chris and Alex at Roaster Record, and um, Christina said that uh, her friend Doug. Uh, was a drummer uh, who wanted to play with the project. I'm mm -hmm. like, cool, let's hang out. And then started jam with him. And I was like, do you know any bass players or anything like that? And he was like, oh, I've got this buddy, uh, Chris Shavi, that plays bass all around. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he'd love to do it. And my buddy Jason that I had known um, through friends and stuff like that, like played guitar. And so I was like, right. okay, I think maybe we can get this together. So we've played two, we've only played two shows so far, but... It's How do you feel awesome. about that? Do you, are you having much more fun doing it with a band? As yeah. Opposed, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome to see kind of like the the energy of yeah. the music that was just recorded yeah. like in a live format and like we've been getting some great feedback from people mm -hmm. as far as, um, you know, shows we've played and uh, it seems like people are liking it so far. So it's, yeah. been, it's been definitely exciting. It's, it, 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 uh, it definitely brings a different energy like you're saying oh yeah my daughter she's a drummer but she's she's multi-instrumentalist but she's a she was a drummer in a band for years mm -hmm. and she left because she wanted to become a solo artist like a folk singer yeah yeah and then it was like all of a sudden before you know it, she's got a band <laughs> like, it's, it's amazing yeah yeah it's yeah. awesome to see like all these people playing with each other mm -hmm. and like um you know, supporting each other, like touring together. It's yeah. like their local bands. It's so doing that. fun to watch so that. Cool yeah. 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 Um, 
um, you know, young Cassidy and Billy Jim is dead. No, they're, yeah, 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 I do. They're yeah. doing their. T- they just ended their tour. Yeah, that was so fun. Oh, young Cassidy yeah. was here. They were so excited. They were playing at a gas station in Texas. Oh, they were like, amazing. I can't wait to play that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, fun. Uh, like Bucky's or something like that. Yeah, there? I don't know if it was Bucky's. I don't think it was. Okay, but Bucky's is huge, and I've seen people like yeah, put on like parking lot shows. And stuff oh my god, like I that. saw something because a lot of times I'll lay in bed and I just scroll, scroll through like the reels, like yeah, people yeah. that I don't even know. And someone was doing a concert like that, and a, and a cop stopped him. He's like, <laughs> "Sorry, you guys all drove out here for thirty seconds of a song, yeah. but <laughs> I don't want to get arrested." Okay, yeah. so all right, you've got. The, the nine of the ten songs mastered. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna? Be, what are we gonna see come from you? Like, are you gonna be doing a full album? Um, and like, what's your favorite song on it? Like, um, so it kind of um, as I was writing songs, I realized that they all kind of had like a like a theme of um, I don't know if you've seen uh, Into the Wild. Oh my god! Yeah, my favorite freaking movie. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. No- are you not like bawling your eyes out, laying on the floor at the end of that? Oh, it's oh, my so God. sad. Oh my it's God. Like, it's such like a beautiful story and the yeah. ending is just, just kills me every time. Because yeah. it's like, I think as a kid you feel all these emotions yeah. and like you're feeling it as you're watching it yeah. even as an adult. And so I realized like as I was writing the songs, I'm like, I think I could kind of tell the story of Into the Wild like through music form. Wow. Like, to end. So like... um I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do for a release. I thought about maybe kind of either like playing in the background and like telling a story while it's playing or whether doing a show and kind of talking about it. But um, it kind of goes through all of those. There's different scenes of um, scenes of like his journey, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got like this really like pensive song kind of starting in the the beginning where I imagine kind of, you know, wandering around the room, like packing stuff up at night, like right after feeling like, I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to be doing like the the path that's been laid out. Right. For me. I need something different. And then there's another song that I imagine like as he's like driving up north, like just like hitting the gas and going. Right. And so it like kind of starts off as questioning, and then there's a there's a guitar part that comes in that just sort of like the idea of hitting the gas and driving up with like the coast in your right. life. Right. Oh my so, god, that makes me so excited to yeah. listen to all this. Yeah, I'm really excited. I I can't go. wait because that's like I said like. To be able to put something together that would go with that, mm-hmm. it's like, that's intense. Yeah. 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 That's exciting. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. And it, it kind of follows the music idea of like playing with lots of bands and stuff like mm-hmm. that and being like a multi-instrumentalist up in Nashville and then coming down here, which is kind of like a blank canvas. Right. It's kind of the same idea right. of like, I'm just going to, uh, I'm just going to like try it and see what happens mm-hmm. and just kind of go with my gut yeah. for just don't eat on. berries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's definitely the key. <laughs> okay, so what do you feel was the hardest song for you to write on that? Um, I would say uh, there's a song called Switchback that I never really knew what it was going to be. Okay. I sort of had like kind of a core progression, but I didn't know where it could go. And then... The more I kind of listened back to it and like added more things, I realized that um, one of my buddies in Nashville, Tyler, could add some like pedal steel to it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, as you've got this sort of like electronic beat sounds and stuff like mm-hmm. that, um, I just kind of went ham, like, as far as trying new things out, basically. Mm-hmm. So it was like on my bass, I really affected it with like a chorus and, um, like a compressor thing and uh like pick through it like i would on like you know fingerstyle on guitar like right, right stuff and added like delay to it and stuff and then he added this steel to it and then sent me also he plays omnicord and mm-hmm. so we sent that down and so it just developed from this kind of swelling thing to when the chorus hits it really like kicks in with the mm-hmm. beat and so went through a ton of different tones on guitar to figure out like what is this sound that i'm going for and right because it's just me it's I don't have any sort of, uh, like, feedback from other people. It's just kind of like, okay, I can do it this way or this way or this mm-hmm. way, and then just trying things till I till I decide it's good to go. So um, hearing that pedal steel come back, it was like, okay, now it's coming mm-hmm. together. Now I feel, now everything else can kind of fall into right. place. So, okay. Yeah. When do you feel like everything's going to be completed and 
we're going to be able to see your soundtrack story here? Um, I think probably early to mid July, I would say. I'm definitely like excited to put it out there. Um, I've been with bands that do all sorts of different things, whether they just sort of like drop an album and right. call it good, mm -hmm. or whether they plan a full release show, release singles mm -hmm. on the way. And so I've released two singles so far that I'm excited about. And I basically just bring in, um, like bringing them all together and, um, just kind of recording stuff. And when I feel like it's mixed, I'll bring kind of a batch of like three or four over to Raincat and okay. they'll work with those. And I'll kind of pick one of those songs as a single. So I did that. This is my fourth time going in there. And okay. So, yeah. Have any of your songs been inspired by your kids? Um, definitely elements of them. Um, I think since I grew up around music, mm -hmm. I want my kids to be involved in it as well. And so, Whenever we're in the car, I'll talk to my son about like, okay, do you hear the bass in here? Do you hear the drums in here? And like, try and get him to like associate mm -hmm. different instruments with what they sound like. Um, one of my favorite stories as a kid was uh, Peter and the Wolf, okay. where it's like this big orchestration, and um, like at the beginning, uh, the narrator says like, okay, the fox is going to be represented by this instrument, mm -hmm. and the hunter is going to be represented by this instrument, and so. As you're hearing the different orchestration, you're imagining as a kid, like all of the, all of the creatures walking along, kind right. of thing in there. And so, um, I definitely want him to be able to, like, be a part of it. And they right. actually were able to come to my show last week. That's and so, exciting. Yeah, my daughter was able to dance around. And, she must have loved that. Uh, it was amazing. It was cool, like being able to show, like, to let them be a part of yeah. what I'm doing and let them see, like, oh, there's dad playing music. Yeah. And it's, it just means so much more when you're kids are involved right. than like playing like this massive stage or anything mm -hmm. like that. It's like having them see that is mm -hmm. like huge. Yeah. I, my daughter, well, obviously the 20 year old, she's a musician, but mm -hmm. my 10 year old, she loves going to all the shows and oh, I have like I all these, and, but she's going to be my problem child. Let me mm -hmm. tell you, she's, uh, you have to look through my Instagram videos. Yeah. You'll find my daughter, my 10 year old, crowd surfing <laughs> jumping on the stage that's amazing. i'm like oh i'm in trouble this yeah is yeah but she has a blast man she is no, out that's there. so fun he's all by herself like dancing yeah. <laughs> i'm like who are you yeah <laughs> so oh, funny so cool. yeah i remember the first time it happened i happened to take a break from the stage and i walked over i was talking with my husband he in introduced me to a guy that he had come to the show that he works with mm -hmm. and then i look up i see my kid on stage i'm like what is going on? Like, how, how did this happen? I walked away for five minutes and <laughs> yeah, she apparently crowd surfed there. Oh my god, that's <laughs> incredible! So funny, but um, okay, so um, the one thing that you said, which was like it's super important, is how you said when you're driving and you're telling your son this is like the pace and stuff, mm -hmm. uh, because like I can't tell any of that at all. Like, and mm. I appreciate like I can't sing, I can't play an instrument, I'm. Full on roadie. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I'll be in the car with my daughter, mm -hmm. and I'll say something like, oh, this is such a nice song, or whatever. But I'll make a comment about, like, how it doesn't have drums, or, or a bass, or something. Yeah, and yeah. Like, what are you talking about? That's the bass right there. I'm like, that's bass? Well, uh, that's not that? Yeah, and then, yeah. So it's like, I can't... So it's the, the way that you were taught, it's like, it's, it's a good way, like... Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that's... Because I never... I never realized until she pointed it out to me that I really didn't understand what was happening within the song. Oh, the for sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, it's fun. It's fun to hear him get like excited about it. And now like, he'll be able to reference it to me. Like when we're listening to a song, he'll be like, Oh, you hear the drums dad. Oh, so cute. <laughs> or like, he'll like be like, I'm, I'm going to play the drums and he'll like air drum back there. Mm -hmm. or, like I'm going to play guitar and like, uh, my daughter Emerson, he'll like point to her and be like, "She's she's playing uh, she's playing drums now," and she'll so be like, kind of like moving around and stuff. Do you play drums also? A little bit. So I grew up, um, like I think I always kind of wanted to be involved with music. Um, and my mom, I hated it when it when it was happening because she said, "All right, if you want to play any instrument, you have to take three years of piano lessons first. Uh. <laughs> like, and when I was doing it, I was like, mom, I don't want to do piano lessons. I just want to play the drums. And right. so I took my three years of piano lessons and like towards the end, I just stopped like practicing, just like hated every second mm -hmm. of it. And then 
as soon as we hit that mark, I was like, all right, I want to take drum lessons now. Like, time time for a, a real instrument. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, like, started taking drum lessons and, like, really enjoyed that. And then realized I couldn't really, like, play by myself if I was on drums. Right, right. And so um, my dad had introduced me to a lot of, like, funk bass kind of stuff mm-hmm. growing up. And so I was like, okay, maybe I can learn the bass. So after I did drums for a little bit, I did the bass. And then... Um, in like playing in youth group and stuff like that mm-hmm. like i just decided like okay i played the bass i played it long enough like i kind of want to learn how to play guitar a little right. bit and so uh learned guitar back in high school and then um got to colorado when i was going to school and told no one that i played the bass i was like okay i'm gonna keep this a secret that mm-hmm. i'm a bass player like as soon as people get wind of the fact that I'm a bass player, like that's all I'm going to be. And so, exactly. And so I was like, okay, I'm only a guitarist. And then ended up playing bass for one of my buddies. <laughs> it was out there inevitably. And that got out of the bag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then went to Ohio and it was the same thing. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to stick to it this time. I'm only going to play guitar. I'm only a guitarist. Like no one's going to even know. And I stuck with that uh, while I was there. And then one of my buddies got married and they're like, Matt, do you, do you happen to play bass? Like, we already have a guitarist, and so um, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I dabble a little bit. <laughs> and then played it and just blew all my friends away because they're like, you didn't tell us you played bass? <laughs> like, there were so many other, like, bands and stuff you could have been in if you played bass. Like, we always thought you were a guitarist. I'm like, I know, but then once you play bass, you can't play guitar. Right. And then <laughs> I tried it again when I got to Nashville um, and then heard Nashville guitarists. I'm like, I think I'm a bass player. <laughs> and like, after I heard those guys going nuts, I was like, there's no way I can, like, I can get closer on bass in Nashville, right. like, in the in crowd or whatever than mm-hmm. I can on a guitar. So I'm just going to... I'm just going to stick with playing That's bass. That's so funny. There. So when you play bass, do you use a pick? Or yeah. You, yeah, you do use a pick. Yeah, I use a pick, and I think it's probably from playing bass first and then playing guitar Yeah, that I feel like I kind of understand, like, the role that bass can play in kind of two different contexts of, I mean, there's times that I'll play on um, the Mango Salesman punky stuff, on, uh-huh. you know, with my fingers for like, right. a slow part and then switch over to a pick, and so... Mm-hmm. I feel like I try and balance the best of both right. worlds. Like whatever the song needs. Like if it needs a pick, like let's do it. If it right. needs fingers, but I know back in the day when I was taking bass lessons and stuff like that, my bass teachers were like, "You never use a pick. Like mm-hmm. it is it is improper to use a pick." And then you know playing with other people, they're like, "No, you have to use a pick. That's how you're going to poke through." And so I was, never knew what to do. So I kind of learned a little yeah. bit of both. I remember when my daughter's old bassist showed up for the first rehearsal that they had together with a pick, and I was mm-hmm. like. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I low-key made fun of him in my head every yep. time I saw them play. But then exactly. I started seeing a lot more bass players mm-hmm. use picks. I'm like, well, maybe I'm the wrong one. Yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely a different style of playing bass for sure. Right. So so now that you're a full band with, mm-hmm. within one body, yeah. um, what is your favorite instrument to play? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I really like... I like them for different reasons. Okay. Like, I like... Um, I've always been into really, like, dynamic music. Okay. Um, so I love, like, the Coldplay X and Y album that, like, goes from soft to heavy and yeah. builds and everything's, like, simple. That's how I got confident in uh, playing, like, some kind of simple leads on electric guitar. I was like, okay, I don't have to play. I don't have to shred like anybody. Like, right. I can just play these simple leads that kind of develop. And right. same with, like, U2 or Pink Floyd or like something like that where yep. it's, like, these guys aren't like ripping solos. They're just playing like the right notes and they're playing appropriately. So I need to learn how to do that. Um, so I like kind of like building texture mm-hmm. on guitar. Um, but then there's also times I just like to grind it out on right. some punk rock bass and like play as fast as possible and stuff right. like that. So there's definitely elements of each. Um, I still sort of dabble in drums, but um, not like super regularly or anything right. like that but it's mostly just guitar and bass and i just i love them both for different right. reasons okay so moving from nashville do you think it was a good decision to move down here yeah musically you're yeah. to become who you want now mm-hmm. pretty much yeah yeah i love the freedom that i get from playing music down mm-hmm. here i love the support system that that's around um I was talking with a friend of mine kind of about the difference between Nashville and here. It's like you've got you've got more quote unquote opportunities in Nashville, mm-hmm. but like the support system just isn't there. Right. It's more of a com- competition. It's up a there. it's a competition. Yeah. There's no like loyalty among bands, but I think everybody kind of knows that right. going into it. Like 
I mean, you'll hear country music on Broadway in Nashville, and like, there's actual like talent scouts from the country music records that are like, okay, this person clearly like likes playing other people's music, and so they'll be like, okay, this is our star, he's singing, and we want this guitar player from this band at this bar, and oh, this wow. bass player, and this drummer, and then they'll be like, okay, this new country artist being signed, and they're like. Because they know these people are familiar with performance, they're like, we're not going to let you write your own songs. We've got, like, CMA-winning writers that can write you, like, a whole album. Like, we're putting our money in these people, so you don't really have a choice. And so all the people that are playing with each other, like, they're enjoying what they're doing, but they're also, like, very focused on, like, I could be scooped up at any point. Yeah. Um, But you're also, you're scooped up, but then you're not who you are anymore. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's just very, like, individual in what they do, and there's no... I don't know. So, like, yes, there's more opportunities, but there are different opportunities. So here, like, you have to drive a little ways to get to more venues. Like, there's not a whole lot of venues up in the Port St. Lucie. There there are some, but, like, you know, being able to drive down here and, you know, play shows in, like, Lake Worth or Vero. Have you played over at Swampgrass Willys yet? No, I haven't. Oh, that's fun. That's, it's, it's, where's that? It's in Palm Beach Gardens. Okay. And um, so it's probably about at least an hour. Yeah, yeah. For you, that's not bad. But it's it's fun. They do um, their live bands on, um, I believe Saturday nights. Okay. Their hour sets, and um, yeah, it's like you put like a little showcase together. We met um, band up there when my kids when she had her band mm-hmm. um, was playing up there. We met a band. They did my first podcast. We became instant friends. Awesome. And um. Yeah, so it's 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 a cool place to a total dive. Mm. I, mean, I think they still allow smoking inside. So, of course. Um, but it's a fun place. Mm-hmm. Check that one out because it's not too too far. Yeah, I need to check out Swampgrass yeah, Willies. Because really, like since I'm new, I'm, I don't know any of these like classic places and stuff like that. I've yeah. heard a lot about like tough times and yeah. propaganda and stuff like that from a lot of people that have been around doing stuff. Um, but like. Uh, I think the next show I'm playing with Mango Salesman is at like Pockets Billiards and something like okay. that in Vero. So that's becoming like a new spot. Right. And um, they just kind of revamped uh, East Ocean Pub in mm-hmm. uh, Stewart, which used to be like the Stillery or something like that. Okay. And so it changed hands. And now they've got amazing sound. Like they're starting to get people out there, starting right. to have a natural draw and all that. Yeah, it's hard when you're new and not yeah. knowing. And especially in Port St. Lucie, I'm trying mm-hmm. to like think, um, yeah. I'll definitely keep my eyes and ears open, but yeah, I mean, it's, it seems uh, like down south or up north or the yeah, two places. and they're they're also they're they're becoming there's be there <laughs> there's more that are opening, but mm-hmm. COVID really killed a lot of the venues. That's what it seems yeah. like. Like from friends that are there, they've said that you know there were there used to be great venues around here. We see so many shows, and then like there's just they just don't exist anymore. Yeah. It's all these kind of like newer split newer places. Um, that are kind of becoming yeah. the new venues, I guess. A lot of the bands, they resorted to house parties when COVID Okay. Was. So now, yeah. like, that's the thing. They, like, all still love to do house parties. Oh, that's awesome. Which is super cool because they they meet different people and mm-hmm. they're just, like, doing it to have fun. And, you yeah. Know. But, um, and I think they're even charging to get into these house parties. So oh, so, so they're, yeah, so they're, they're becoming a little more legit and all that. Yeah. But, um, okay, so... Overall, within your career, what do you feel is the best decision that you've made so far? Um, I think just the idea of trying to kind of forge my own path with Nashville. Okay. Um, I think I like, I'm always kind of like keyed into things that are happening and trying to sort of make uh, make connections with people and stuff like that. And so... Um, when I was in Ohio, I was in one band and then in Nashville, I think I was playing it in like five bands at once. At wow. One point, like before, before kids and like my wife was down here for, I think around 10 months before we got married. Um, and the idea was like, okay, you go to Nashville, like see if you can establish something music wise. And then once we get married, I'll move up there. And so those 10 months I was there by myself, it was, uh, just like I'm gonna try and play with anybody and everybody right. that needs somebody like guitar, bass, whatever. Try and get into studio stuff, and so I feel like the best decision was just to sort of like go go with the wind. Yeah, I guess not like um, 
you know, not try hard and make in like, you know, fake connections or anything like right. that, but really legitimately, you know, buying into people's music and um, really giving it the um, the musicality that it right. deserves. So I feel like going from like, okay, I'm going to really stick with this one band to like, I'm going to spread myself out a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, definitely helped. It helped. It helped my music uh, develop as far as different styles. Um, it helped me learn how to play different styles of music and play more shows and right. um, all that stuff. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, so I'm going to ask you some questions. Yeah. Just so, since no one knows you really. That's true. We're going to get to know you. Yep. It's a segment called You Can Tell Mom Anything because yep. I'm a mom. It's not cheesy or anything. Oh, I like it. I was actually listening to the podcast on my way down here. Oh, my I was like, Which one were you listening to? Um, I was listening, it was, uh, Ryan something or other. Oh, Ryan Brazil. Yeah, it was the one I was just on. And okay. then, um, I forget the name of the one. It started with an S that had like an exclamation point on the end of it. Oh, Spine. Yeah, spine. they were, they were like younger guys, weren't they? Yeah, they were younger. They were yeah. the ones that sat in, if you saw the video, they are the ones that had the, um, what is his name? <laughs> I've, him. Sitting yeah, him. On the cool, yeah. Yeah. That, they, yeah. That, those are kind of recent ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So outside of music, mm -hmm. if you even have time at all, do you have a full-time job doing anything else? Or? Yeah. Um, I do the opposite of music. Essentially, I do uh, Microsoft licensing. Mm -hmm. So it's all it's all remote. Uh, it's a company in, uh, in Chicago. Right. So I was doing that remote in Nashville. And then I just told them, hey, I'm moving to Florida. They're like, okay, cool. Bring God, your laptop. I love those remote jobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely another huge COVID thing. One like, good thing. Every, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Is everyone can be remote. So, right. yep, I do uh, Microsoft licensing for fun. So, out of all the places that you've lived, I'm sure you've visited other places mm -hmm. too. What's your favorite place? My favorite place... Um, I think it was 2016. My wife and I went with another couple of uh, a, a couple of friend of ours that uh, we went to Switzerland, oh, and it was beautiful. Nice. Like we were staying in an area called uh, Interlaken, in like these uh, they're basically like yurts. Okay, in there, and it was like a it was like a hostel technically. Oh my and god, so it was amazing because it was like before kids. Like we just. We traveled with just our backpacks, only went on like trains oh and buses God. the whole time we were there. And I mean, as cool as that sounds, did you watch Hostel before you went there? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh I was like, God. I was like, are we sure about this? <laughs> I think I went to 86 that I would have yeah, seen yeah. on the bus bench. Yeah. <laughs> that is so scary. But yeah, it's absolutely beautiful there. I feel, I feel like I've never seen anything like it. I mean, you're just. That's a trip of a lifetime. Oh, it's incredible. Like seeing, you know, taking like basically like a ski lift up to the top. Yeah. I mean, like lunch and a beer at the top and everything oh my like God, that, that sounds just so like cool. looking over like the alps you're just I don't, I don't think there's any place like it i would love to do something like that mm -hmm. i would love that it's incredible yeah my high hopes is just you know we're going to georgia and hey, there you go. <laughs> exciting life i yep. live in over here yeah exactly okay so if if you could share a meal with four individuals past alive dead whatever hmm. who would they be and why um, I would say I would love to share a meal with like Jack White. Looks okay. super interesting. My, uh, he's one of my, he's super talented. Oh, oh super my goodness. Talented. I, I saw him at a Starbucks once in Nashville. Did you? Incredible. Like he was the nicest musician that I've ever seen. Really? Okay. Yeah. I would love to hear this. Oh, it was amazing. We, uh, so the place I worked at was across the, from the Starbucks and like kind of like a ritzier area of Nashville. Okay. Um, so I was in there and then I just heard like talking from like the other side. I'm like, that sounds all like Jack White. And I looked over there. Sure enough, it the is. The fact that you knew his voice. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, he's got such a distinct, unique voice right. and he was, uh, just talking with like the manager there and like, Hey man, we, we really got to have the kids over for a barbecue. Like I'm thinking about doing a couple weeks. Are you, are you free then? Like oh the my fact God. that he was like, <laughs> super engaged with this right. manager from Starbucks like he wasn't you know he wasn't trying to like keep an only like celebrity right. like that it was like that's he just, cool he just hanging out with this dude and it was it was so refreshing to see that right that I would love to just be able to like pick his brain about music right. stuff and like his approach seems so unique to everything right um really like any of the guys from uh it might get loud would be 
I don't think. Oh my goodness, it's amazing. It's uh, it's like a guitar documentary kind of thing, and so it's Jack White, um, The Edge, and uh, Jimmy Page. Okay. All together, and they all like they jam together, and they each talk about like their approach to to guitar, and oh, it's interesting, super super interesting. I like it loud. Uh, uh, it it might get loud. It might get loud. Yeah. Okay. And so like it's cool that like they all bust out their pedal boards and guitars and amps, and they're playing together and then individually and they talk about kind of their journey in music and it's cool to see very like three very distinct style of guitarists right you know talking about their approach and what you know what makes them excited about music what inspires them and stuff like that right. and that was that was a huge inspiration for me to try and kind of develop my own voice with music so right honestly i'd love to just have lunch with all three of them and you know awesome. to just kind of right. continue the conversation right right yeah okay that's I, I'm gonna have to look that up. That sounds um, super interesting. Yeah, it's incredible. I, what, what? How were you able to like not say I'm available for the barbecue? Oh, it was so hard. <laughs> I think there's there's kind of an unknown rule in Nashville where like you don't bother. Yeah, I like at that. You never see people out in public like with sunglasses or anything like that. Like you'll see plenty of people out and about. Like um, even like Steven Tyler was at that same Starbucks like really? ordering something. I. To be honest, I thought he was like a soccer mom because I just saw him from the back. And so he just, he had like different colored hair and like the feathers and stuff like that. Oh, and like, my God. Then I heard him like talking again, like very like iconic voice. Right, right. And then he turns around. I'm like, oh my gosh. Steven Tyler, like, what in the world? And that so, is like, so funny. I like, uh, I was actually there like on a date with my wife, like for a lunch date. And I was like, Rachel, Rachel, look at that. And like, she saw it and she was like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. Like, that is so and funny. So, uh, yeah, that I'm assuming there's pl- there's plenty of more people that I'm came sure. from that that exact Starbucks that were around the area that were you know regulars or whatnot. Right. So thinking there was a soccer mom there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, you're married, mm-hmm. but we'll just find out. Before you got married, were you more into brains or looks? Uh, definitely more into brains. Okay. I think um, I love talking and i love um like conversations i'm um uh, that's how i feel like i'm engaged with people is uh conversation like learning about somebody learning new perspectives and hearing things and so that's been what i've been attracted to Mm -hmm. always is just kind of like uh talking to someone getting to know someone um if someone looks good but i can't talk to them it's like there's no right there's there's no point for me no like uh, yeah. I know that I've always been kind of like serious in relationships. And so it's always been like, okay, what does this look like? You know, when we're 80 years old in nursing, right. is this someone I want to hang out with? Is this one, is this someone I want to, you know, go to Switzerland with? Like, do we're going to be on a long plane ride? Together? <laughs> like, can, can we actually hang out and enjoy each other's company? Right. So, yeah. okay. I, I agree with that. Yeah. It's okay. So what is the most unusual thing that you have ever eaten? Um, Let's see. Uh, I've had. I actually really enjoyed uh, at Escargot. Oh, I love Escargot. It's so yes. good. Like so good. I had some on a on a cruise ship, yeah. and then on our same European trip, we were in France and had mm-hmm. some as well. And our couple friend that was with us, when my wife and I ordered those, they were like, "I am not eating that." I'm like, "Are you sure it's delicious?" And just sure enough, like scooped scooped it out, and oh, <laughs> so amazing. good, so good, so good. Yeah, yeah. I would get it when I was on a cruise. I would get it for like dessert. Oh, yeah. It's so tasty. Okay. If you were on a deserted island, what Mm -hmm. three items would you bring? So, I thought about this for a minute. I don't know if you've watched the show Alone at all. I don't think I have. Oh, it's uh, it's kind of that idea of they leave they leave people in the woods uh, and they can pick like eleven items or something like that. Okay. And then basically whoever lasts the longest gets like a hundred thousand dollars. Oh wow! And so I would definitely bring like, I mean, you got to have like a pocket knife for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess it kind of depends on the island too. Right. Like, um, it'd be good to have some. I don't know, something to start a fire. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know, maybe like a tarp or something like that. Okay, that's a good one. Although, you know, if you are on an island around here, like being able to go fishing would be nice. So maybe some like, yeah, maybe like a fishing pole or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it is hot as hell. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it yeah. It depends on it depends on the island. Then again, you could jump in the water. So I yeah. guess yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, so if you could join one music group, past, present, who would it be, or what would it be? What is the current correct way to say that? Um, I mean, if I could join Pink Floyd, that'd be incredible. That would be awesome. Like. <laughs> Those guys, like, the amount of styles that they go through mm-hmm. is just absolutely incredible. Like, yep. Dark Side of the Moon is completely different from The Wall. Mm-hmm. Like, to be able to, like, play that that wide of a yeah. variety of music, I feel like would keep it going for forever. Like, yeah. I would just love to be a part of what they're doing and let everybody do their own thing and kind of jump in where there's extra space or whatever and just kind of be a, a part of A bass player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like be be a part of what they're doing, and yeah. you know, just like the music that they make is just incredible. Yeah, I grew up listening to that. My dad was super into like prog rock stuff, and so uh-huh. he was into like Yes and Russ, oh yeah, and Pink Floyd, and so hearing all those weird time signatures and all these weird bands, um, I don't know. I just sort of got used to it. I think. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I loved Pink Floyd growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. All right, so we're going to move to Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire. Let's see if you can do this. I ha- only have two bands of all the bands I've had that have ever accomplished this. Oh, man. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready? Yep. What celebrity annoys you the most? Kim Kardashian. I was thinking to myself, oh, the Kardashians are on today. i got to watch them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I said that earlier. Okay. If you could be any animal, what would it be and why? Probably be a uh, grizzly bear or something. Oh! Okay. Yeah, I love. That's a good one. Yeah, I love. I love the outdoors. I love. Uh, I just think they're funny animals yeah. because they're super. Uh, they're super skittish, like more skittish than deer. But like, and they eat like berries and bugs and a little mm-hmm. fish, even though they're massive animals. So they I are. Think they're great. Did you ever see the movie, the docu series, the Grizzly Grizzly Man? Oh no, I didn't. Oh my god, you gotta watch it. Okay. He is freaking okay. wacko. Yeah. Is is that well, the one that like oh, lived with grizzlies? Or yes, Idiot. and he talked like this, like oh, it was like, and then he brought his girlfriend on the adventure with him. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, ended up getting killed. Yeah, of course. I mean, but, it, there's only it's only a matter of time. Oh like, my god, he would just get dropped off there. Like, but obviously his video crew is there. But mm-hmm. he was killed when the crew wasn't there. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's just of course unbelievable. You got to watch it. Okay, I'll let you check it out. Okay, morning or night? Um. My wife always says that I'm both. Oh, um, okay. I love, I love getting up at four in the morning to go fishing. Oh my god! But I also find myself staying up super late, mm-hmm. just you know, watching stuff on, uh, you know, watching stuff on TV or making music late or mm-hmm. hanging out with friends. And so I'm kind of both. Right. I, uh, I use caffeine a lot to yeah. like, keep me going because I because I do that. Yeah. Um, and my kids, of course, wake up at like six in the morning now. So I have been so blessed with kids that slept. Oh my gosh! All, lucky. It, it was like at first, it was like the second night that I had my kid home from the hospital, mm-hmm. my first kid, and it was like eleven o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, "Is she alive? Oh What's yeah, exactly. Like, what is going on here?" And then my second kid was the same way. Like, we, uh, I would have to wait for them to wake mm-hmm. up because you never wake a sleeping kid. No, and. I would have to wait for them to wake up to start my day at like three o'clock in the afternoon. It was yeah. the craziest thing. And obviously, you know, there was a joke. My dad used to say, Mackenzie's going to have to go to night school because mm-hmm. that kid's not going to wake up. Yeah. It's, I think that's one of the hardest parts about being a, like a new parent. Uh-huh. Like when you first bring your first child home and they're like sleeping, you're like constantly like, are they alive? Like yeah. they, they, sh- they should be crying right now, <laughs> but I also don't want to wake them up. Like exactly. I don't want, I don't want to risk it. So exactly. Like, are they okay? I don't know, but I don't, I, I don't want to wake them to find out. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. Okay. If you could get a yacht, what would you name it? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, because there are so many good names for yachts. Whatever I bet, like the Harvard <laughs> I see, I'm like, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, it Ishmael from Moby Dick. <laughs> and so, like, whenever anybody asks what you like, 
re- refer to the boat in first person, like, call me Ishmael. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, Ishmael. Yeah. I had a friend named Ishmael. We called him Smiley, though. Is okay, that, yeah. Is that, like, the... the um, English name for Ishmael? It could be, that, yeah. Yeah, still, yeah. That's why. There's so many like different versions of like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who do you think is the most overrated musician? Um, overrated musician. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh my God. <laughs> that is my number one answer. I hate it so oh, much. It's, it's painful. That, especially all these kids that are like into like the old emo stuff now they're like hey machine gun kelly i'm like no it's, he is not he's not the what he is he's oh my god no. i can't it's terrible oh thank you <laughs> i have been waiting for someone to say machine yeah. gun kelly oh, like, oh you kidding me no i'm like what are you talking about nope okay what is the best compliment that you have ever received um hmm the best compliment I think it's it's kind of generic, but it's one that's happened a couple times. I think yeah. it's like when when people come and see a show, no matter what band I'm playing with, and they say something like, "I normally don't listen to this music, but I really like oh. I really like this music." I feel like that's a huge that's a great compliment. Yeah, because it it means that they you did something to kind of like cross over, yeah. basically, like um, like. You know, if it's somebody that normally listens to metal that no- that is listening to Corvallis stuff, yeah. or somebody that normally like listens to hip hop that hears like an Americana project or something right. like that, it's like being able to cross over that way is um, is great. And so whenever we're at a show and somebody says like, "I don't normally listen to this music, but I really liked what you were doing," or "I don't know how to, I don't know how to, to describe what this was, but it was good music," right. like so, yeah, that is a really good compliment. That's um, the band I talked about that we met at Swampgrass Willies. Mm-hmm. That's like, I mean, they're obviously younger than me, but it like watching them play, it brought me back straight to high school. I was oh, like, oh amazing. my God, I love this band. Yeah. So it's like they've played every one of my events ever since. And it's, yeah. Yeah. It's cool we can have that. That's yeah. like both like nostalgic as well as being, you know, in the current time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. What is your favorite flower? Favorite flower, I really am a big fan of, um, like, lilies, mm-hmm. especially on, like, a pond. I uh, My dad is from uh, Canada, and so we, would just, okay. we used to go up there every summer, and there was, like, a pond that you could, like, canoe in that you would just be, like, brushing past all these, like, lily pads, like, on the top, and to see, like, a lily, like, right on the top right. there, like, have a frog there. So I've always... I've never I've seen always, that person. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, that's cool. And you can hear like the like soft scrape of the lilies as you're going through there on the canoe. Right, it's super relaxing. I want to see that. Yeah, I've never been to Canada. My brother-in-law's from Canada, but he's, okay. he's a French Canadian. Oh, one right. of those. Okay. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> we found out later. Right, so my niece and my nephew—they're like whiter than me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like super like strawberry blonde. Mm-hmm. And we found out that his. His grandfather, my my nephew, my brother-in-law's grandfather, was like some Indian chief up there. So they got get mm. this, Matt, for college they got the the Indian dis like uh, uh, scholarship or something. Oh, okay, like, gotcha. They're not Indian; they're white. They're red. It's just like they have it in their blood. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, that's hilarious. So funny. Yeah, but I mean, he showed us pictures. I mean, he's full of feathers and everything. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I didn't even know they had Indians in Canada. Yeah. But okay. So finally, if you um, had one message to give to your fans, what would it be? Um, I would say just keep, uh, keep uh, exploring new things keep mm-hmm. doing what you're doing keep uh stay true to yourself um mm-hmm. i had a musician friend of mine tell me that when he makes music he feels like he's on a train with like blinders on mm-hmm. it just like i'm determined to go this direction i don't care if people on this side or this side thinks it think it's dumb i think it's awesome mm-hmm. so i'm just going to keep going this direction and ignore and trust that that's the direction i'm supposed to be right. going. and right. so I've always wanted my music to be like collaborative. So finding other people that 
are going in like their distinct direction is always huge. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, for me, I would tell anybody that's creating something just to keep going, no matter if you think it's good or bad, just keep doing it because the world needs more art and the world definitely needs more like authentic art. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, um, I feel like after hearing your stories about Nashville picking their own little favorite people and then mm-hmm. giving themselves, maybe it is the best route to stay indie. Yeah, and do what you want to do and be true to yourself. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, being able to to uh, excuse me to forge your own path. Yeah. to like not have anybody telling you what to do or not to do. Mm-hmm. Just be like, this is weird music, and I love it, and right. I don't care if. One person hears this. I don't care if a thousand people hear it. Like, I just want to do mm-hmm. what I want to do. And regardless of the outcome, regardless of how popular or not popular it is, I think the world needs more art. And yeah. it needs more, it needs more people that are willing to take the risk of trying something new. Yeah. I can't wait to hear your um, Into the Wild album. That, I'm yeah. just going to call it that. I'm just going to call it that because that, if, Nobody's seen the movie. They have to see the movie so that oh, they can absolutely. put your music to it instead of the soundtrack for that. I mean, that's what we need to do. We need to replace the soundtrack with yeah, yours. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> although, although Eddie Vedder did a great This is very true. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Vedder is awesome. I think it's, uh, I think I decided the name of the album is uh, Unknown Territory. Okay. Because that's what um, Alexander Supertramp wrote in his diary. I think, uh, I think it was like right when he got to the bus right before he got to the bus something about like like here i go into this unknown territory mm-hmm. or something like that right so like that i decided to name the album uh, that's a, that's a territory. good name for an album yeah. i'm well i'm excited to listen to it we got to get you down here to play so that i can oh absolutely yeah definitely i mean if you go if you had mentioned tough times that's mm-hmm. like totally spitting distance for me and um yeah we got to because I don't venture up to Port St. Lucie much unless I'm showing property. Yeah. My nephew lives up there. But, um, I mean, maybe I will one night if yeah. you're playing. Maybe I'll... Absolutely, yeah. I need to try and get some more shows down here. And again, I'm still learning like the different yeah. venues and stuff like that. My so. problem is that when I go, I decide that I'm just going to like drink all the alcohol they mm-hmm. have at the bar. And then yeah, I can't get home. Mm-hmm. So, being an hour and 45 minutes away, that could be tough. Yeah, exactly. But, okay, so, do you have any um, merch? Do you have any merch? Not yet. Not yet. Um, my drummer uh, just got a uh, screen printing setup. Oh. So um, I'm having my sister do some shirt designs, I think. Uh-huh. And so we're just kind of waiting until we play a few more shows and we're kind of, kind of full, like pull all the money together to yeah. do some It's not shirts. cheap. Huh? No, it's definitely it's not. not. Cheap. And he, uh, he actually plays bass for a band called uh, uh, Libica. Okay. So, I, I swear to God, I've heard of Libica. Yeah, they're um, they're like another like instrumental like okay. post rock stuff, and so that was my introduction to like this music being like okay down here. Right. And so when I heard their stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, these guys are amazing! Like, I need to get connected. And sure enough, like through the turn of events, like their bass player ended up playing drums for me. Right. So it was like, oh, cool, that's awesome. Connected, so that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so hopefully you get stickers amongst that yeah. merch, oh, and then exactly, yeah. you can get one to me because yeah, I, I started it late, but I wanted to put stickers on my fridge. Yeah, I I noticed that when I came up here, I was like, yeah. oh man, I should have made some stickers yeah. or something like that. I'll That's get cool. it. Yeah. I obviously started it very late. And yeah, not everybody has stickers, so. Mm-hmm. But okay, so do you have any final? Let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, on Instagram, wherever uh, under at underscore Corvallis. Or on Spotify and Apple Music and iTunes and all that stuff. Um, and it's C O R V A L L I S. Yep. Okay. Exactly. So I'm going to probably make an album announcement soon, but it'll probably be around early to mid July that the full album is released. So okay. my sister is coming into town this weekend. So I'm going to work with her on making some artwork and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's a super great like visual artist and stuff like okay. that. So. Uh, she's been working with me, and she's 10 years younger than me. So when you said uh, your kids are 10 years apart, I know exactly yeah. like that dynamic. and That's nice that you guys are close like that. Yeah, it's cool because when I went to school, she was still like in elementary school mm-hmm. and stuff when I was away at college. And then throughout the years, like we've kind of grown closer yeah. in what we do. Like she, uh, she's super good at like uh, like a great like dancer. for. Mm-hmm. She moved up to New York City to 
to do like dance and choreography right. and stuff. And then as soon as she was starting to get her foot in the door, like COVID hit. Uh, COVID, so, damn COVID. Yeah, exactly. Right, uh, so now she, uh, now she makes videos for TikTok for uh, like big like brands and stuff. Oh wow! And when she told me that, I'm like, how is that a job? Like, oh my god, that's it's incredible! Like, hang on to that. Like, I don't know how yeah. people get into that, but so she's she's been trying to help me with TikTok, which I still don't understand. Yeah, at all. me neither. I'm too old for it. I have <laughs> yeah. two videos on TikTok, and yeah. I didn't upload either of them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was like, so I go and I watch those. That's yeah, what it's perfect. <laughs> but, okay, so everybody go check out Corvallis underscore C O R V A L L I S. Yep. That's it. And we're going to get you down in Broward. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you.